Hello everyone, it's Allison Taylor with Everybody's Gotta Eat. I'm your host. Thank you so much for listening today. If you like what you hear, I would love if you would subscribe so that you never miss out on an episode. This week, I want to talk about real time savers in the kitchen and how that can be an extra motivating factor to cook for your family and meal plan. So obviously for me, meal planning is my number one time saver because it allows me to have a plan in place and it just helps with the mental energy that it takes to feed your family. So meal planning saves so much time. Initially, when you're first starting, it may feel time consuming, but after you get a system in place, you're going to save so much time and you're not going to be sitting there thinking, what am I having for dinner? What am I making for dinners this week? And this is where my Pinterest strategy really comes into play because I have my food board set up with all different types of foods as different sections within my board. So when I am meal planning for the following week, I sit down, I take five minutes, I go through each section. So I'll say, okay, we need to have pasta next week. Let me find a pasta recipe, get some inspiration, write something down. And I do that for Tex-Mex, slow cooker, soups, salads, all my different sections. I think I have like seven to nine sections within my food board. So I know that I am going to find variety and it's going to be super quick. Because I'm not relying on my own mind to think of the meals. I am relying on Pinterest and what I have pinned to give me the inspiration. I actually love doing this so much that I offer it as a service. So I can set up your food board. I can set up your sections and make it really easy for you to get started with this strategy and saving time and mental energy when you are meal planning. I will put a link in my show notes for that offer. So you can easily access it. And besides my number one strategy of using Pinterest, I have other things that also save me a lot of time. One of the biggest things that saves me time is ordering groceries and either having them delivered or picking them up. This is such a time saver. So before the pandemic, I was so old school. I was like, no, I need to do my own grocery shopping. I need to go see what I'm buying. I need to walk through every aisle and I need to have my list and cross things off my list. And in my mind, I was like, this grocery ordering sounds more complicated than just going to the grocery store. But once the pandemic came and I didn't have any other option with a newborn at home and, you know, kids, I was homeschooling at the time. It just made sense to order my groceries. So I did it a couple times and then I realized how much time it was actually saving me and I have not looked back. So, of course, I still go to the grocery store when I need a few things or if, you know, I didn't receive what I needed from my delivery. I will run to the store. It's no big deal. But when I am doing my big shopping trip, oh, my gosh, grocery delivery or pickup saves so much time. There are a lot of options out there, but I wanted to give you one option that I love, which is Thrive Market, and it can help you start doing that grocery delivery. I have a link in my show notes for you to try Thrive Market, where you can get amazing groceries delivered and you actually get $60 of free groceries when you first sign up, which is amazing. I think it's so important to at least try new things to see if they work. And I learned that lesson through the pandemic, and now I'm much more open to expanding my thinking when it comes to feeding my family. 
Now, when you're actually in the kitchen making dinner, I have some great time savers and I want us to first have that mindset shift because we're not trying to be chefs. I'm not trying to be a five-star chef every time I'm cooking dinner in the kitchen. I'm trying to feed my family nutritious food, healthy food. I'm trying to get dinner on the table that I know they'll eat. And we just have to shift our mindset. The only critics that we're trying to impress are our children. And sometimes that feels like a losing battle. So let's just focus on getting dinner on the table with happy kids. So if there are some things that are preventing you from cooking because it seems overwhelming or you're like, I, I don't have time to do that, here are some tips that are really going to help you feel like it's doable. It's really going to move the needle when it comes to having that motivation to cook dinner. Some of these tips are actually going to make it so it's almost easier to cook dinner than order out or run through the drive through So my first tip has to do with seasoning your food. If you are holding your baby and you're like, I can't chop an onion right now, that's okay. Use onion powder. Seriously, onion powder is a great way to get that flavor in without having to chop the onion. Similar is using minced garlic that you buy from the jar. It's okay not to use fresh garlic. Chopping fresh garlic is so time-consuming. And if you have little ones at your feet or wanting to be held, just use the already minced garlic. These things are going to save time and they're going to help you feel more motivated. And I think sometimes we feel like, oh, I can't do it that way because that's cheating or that's taking the easy way. Yeah, that's the whole point. We are trying to take the easy way. Don't feel guilty about using onion powder and not chopping an onion. It's perfectly okay. And then another thing that I do is when I have an extra, you know, five or 10 minutes here and there throughout the day, I will think about, okay, what's going to make it easier when five o'clock rolls around to get dinner done? And that could mean chopping up some vegetables or making sure the broccoli is in small enough pieces for me to cook with. It could mean cutting up the meat that I'm going to use because that's another tip I have. If you're cooking big pieces of meat, that takes such a long time and sometimes it feels like it's never going to reach that safe cooking temperature. If you cut up your meat into smaller pieces, it goes by much faster and you get to that safe cooking temperature a lot easier. And then, of course, I buy pre-shredded cheese because that saves a lot of time. I have recently learned that frozen vegetables are just as healthy or sometimes healthier than buying fresh. So again, that's a huge time saver, not having to cook the vegetables from raw. You can, you know, steam them in the microwave, throw them in a pot of hot water on the stove. Also, another time-saving hack is you don't have to peel all these vegetables. Some vegetables you can just give a good scrub and they're good to go. So carrots are one example. And I know they don't look the best if you don't peel them, but I promise they are absolutely fine. And you're actually keeping some nutrition when you don't peel the skin. The same could go for potatoes. And another thing that can be really helpful is if you know that you are cooking with ground turkey a couple times that week, just brown up all of it at once and then divide it. And this works for if you're using it as a topping for pizza, if you're making spaghetti sauce, and then maybe you're making tacos with that meat. It works so well. And that is another time saver. 
My last tip is using the slow cooker or Instapot. I have a slow cooker and I love that it does all the work for me. And I love that you essentially are just dumping ingredients in, which saves so much time. And I know that the Instapot, especially if you have the traditional nine to five, having that Instapot is amazing and it saves time and you know that you're going to be able to get dinner ready really fast. Okay, it's time for me to share the meals for week eight. So for Monday, I have apple mango chicken thighs with salad. On Tuesday, slow cooker chicken verde tacos. On Wednesday, beefaroni. On Thursday, Cajun meatballs with grits. On Friday, Asian dumplings. On Saturday, cheesy sloppy joes and sweet potato fries. And then Sunday, I always leave as an open day for anything that might come up where I won't need to cook. The recipe that I decided to share with you today is the cheesy sloppy joes and sweet potato fries. And that's because it is such a comfort food. And I think this is going to be a real crowd pleaser, especially for the kids. It's super simple, which I know all of my recipes are, but I have to keep saying it. It's so simple. So you are going to need two pounds of ground turkey, two teaspoons of onion powder, one teaspoon of garlic powder, one teaspoon of pepper a half a cup of ketchup, one six-ounce can of tomato paste, one tablespoon soy sauce, one 15-ounce can of beef broth, one eight-ounce block of cheddar cheese, one package of hamburger buns, and one bag of frozen sweet potato fries. You are going to preheat your oven and cook your fries according to the package directions. And while your fries are cooking, you're going to brown your ground turkey over medium-high heat in a five-quart saute pan. You're going to add the onion powder, garlic powder, pepper, ketchup, tomato paste, and soy sauce. Turn down the heat to medium and let that simmer for 10 minutes, stirring occasionally. And then once that is reduced and after that 10 minutes, you're going to cut up the block of cheese into rough cubes. It doesn't have to be perfect, just smaller cubes so that it melts once it hits the meat. So you're going to add it to the sloppy joe mixture and just stir it a few times so that it's getting incorporated but not melted all the way. Then you're just going to assemble the sandwiches with your hamburger buns and serve with those sweet potato fries and any sauce or ketchup that your children like to have with the sweet potato fries. And that's it. See, it's so simple and it comes together really quickly. I think your kids are really going to like this. And I love that this is a different spin on the traditional sloppy joe, which is usually sweet or has that brown sugar, that sweetness. This is all savory and cheesy goodness. This week's story is from a new friend that I have met through my podcasting journey. She has a podcast of her own called Real Life Moms. Her name is Lisa Foster. She is amazing and her content is so great and so encouraging. And she has shared a really sweet story that for me just shows that you have to think creative when it comes to feeding your children and how you never know what's going to get them to try something new or eat what they say they don't like, but maybe you know deep down they would like it. So here is her story. Hi, Allison. I am just loving your podcast and just wanted to share a quick story. 
When my kids were younger, we would invite another family over. Now, my daughter is very picky. Um, she's a picky eater. And just having another family come for dinner every once in a while would encourage her to actually try more food. And so that was really fun. And so one time I invited a good friend of mine and her um, daughters over and I had made meatballs. And meatballs are something that she does not eat at all. But I put the meatballs on little toothpick sticks and we called them meat sticks. So when I delivered them to the table, I said, oh, we have some meat sticks for you. Normally, my daughter would be like, nope, not going to have that. But the other child who was over picked it up and was like, oh, it's like a lollipop and started eating it. And my daughter was like, huh, well, I like lollipops and also proceeded to pick one up and eat it. And they all ate meatballs that day. So once again, depending on why your child is a piggy eater, I think being creative, maybe inviting some fun to the table um, can really encourage just them trying some new foods. So I just wanted to share that with you and your podcast listeners. And I hope it helps another mom out there who is struggling along with their picky eater. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you so much for sending that in, Lisa. Thank you for all that you do with your podcast and everything you do for other moms. We are in this together. And I just love hearing these stories. I love connecting over food and I love hearing people's perspective. I want to thank you all for listening today and being a part of Everybody's Gotta Eat. I appreciate my listeners so much. I would love it if you would subscribe, leave a review. That helps me so much. And I love reading all of the reviews. You can also follow me on Instagram and I will have everything that I've mentioned in today's episode in my show notes to help you out. And so you can easily access those links. I hope you have a wonderful day and happy and healthy meal planning.